Welcome to the Heartland Pod for a Friday news flyover. This is Sean Diller in Denver, Colorado, and with me as co-host today is Adam Summer. How are you doing, Adam? Man, I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's Thursday night recording this, and I'm I'm wading through the kind of insane Missouri legislature Twitter that's been happening um, and trying to make sense of it all. So uh, if you're listening to this and you were paying attention to that, I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> that's good. That's good. There's some uh, very juicy stuff happening, and um, I think folks are going to watch this space. The, uh, the show you guys did yesterday or two days ago yeah. live was really, really cool. Um, yeah, Wednesday night we went live and uh, we had Ray Reed on the show, who is running for the 83rd district in the state of Missouri for the state legislature. Uh, and the outgoing representative in that district, uh, Representative Unsicker, has uh, posted some things on social media that uh, gave people some pretty serious pause. And I know it definitely did for me. Uh, and a lot of people called for something to be done about it. A few days went by and it looks like the Democratic caucus got together for the state of Missouri. And uh, there's been a statement put out that she's going to be taken off of committees. Um, and then from there, you know, it just kind of went nuts. Um, I posted the statement on our Twitter, uh, all our social media, but uh, the full thing on our Twitter and that kind of went nuts. And there were replies from some of the players that were involved with it. And there are, you know, there's some serious stuff going on as well there. You know, there's jokes to be made. I've made those. I've made those jokes as well. Um, uh, you and I are, <laughs> that's, you know, as Rachel said, the, the gallows humor, uh, it certainly is part of the, the, you know, the personality, but uh, there's some pretty serious stuff going on. And I think that people should probably realize that part of it as well. Uh, regardless of, uh, the final outcome of this, uh, there's some people who I think are uh, scared right now for their own safety, and that's unfortunate. Uh, and there's some people who are probably very concerned about, you know, a, a, an old friend or uh, somebody that they thought was somebody they could work with. And so we'll see where it goes from here. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I've got on that. Totally. And something that I've always loved about what we do with these podcasts as you know, a hardcore political junkie that I am, then 80% of the time we're in like a, we're like in a primary, not a general election. Right, right. And so it's on the voter. A lot of times the parties say they don't participate in the primaries. And I think that's basically what's going on right now. Like Sarah right. Unsicker is involved in a primary for a statewide office, attorney general of the state of Missouri. And she's shown well, and, herself. And really by the rules, they can't, the party apparatus itself, the full on state party can't, sorry to cut you off, but they no, can't you're good. weigh in. Right. No, that's true. And it's true in a lot of places. And the news definitely doesn't want to, you know, get into the weeds on primaries. Um, so, you know, but we will always talk about it because that's what we're reading about. That's what we eat, sleep and breathe. And that's what our listeners are wanting to talk mm -hmm. about, too. And as David Axelrod said, you know, campaigns are how we test candidates. And so it's um, it's all good stuff. And so the reason I uh, spent so so long spitting that out is that if you're in a state and you're watching a primary that you think is not getting enough attention, you know, some kind of lieutenant governor, secretary of state, state legislature, governor, AG, Congress, you know, let us know what's happening because we want yeah. to be that, you know, that place where people can go to understand what's happening and who they're being Absolutely. asked to vote on. That's a great point. That's a great point. Like we we want to cover exactly those kinds of races. Um, and yeah, if you've got a juicy primary, even if it's just an interesting, but what if you just got two really good candidates and you're just right. like, man, this primary is awesome. <laughs> These yeah. people rock. I wish I didn't have to choose. 
we'd like to hear about that one too. That would be fun also because we'd like to meet those people and figure out which one of them can move. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. So we yeah. are glad to have you with us. And if you're new to our shows, make sure you subscribe and leave a five-star rating wherever you listen. You can also find Heartland Pod content on YouTube and on social media at The Heartland Pod and learn more at theheartlandcollective.com. All right, let's get into the stories. This first one, um, urgent, critical, important, um, yeah. also very serious um, about Texas's three overlapping abortion bans and the reality that that's creating for pregnant people in that state. Um, this story had a really interesting legal context in addition to the the personal, just horrifying situation um, that this woman, Kate Cox, found herself in. Um, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you were able to take a look at that, Adam. Yeah, it's I'm guessing that a lot of folks have probably been following this somewhat this week because this story has kind of been percolating as the case has been rolling along. Um, this is a was a pregnant person who had a, a, a the fetus, the the potential child had a genetic condition that created such an incredible it was like a 90 or 95 percent likelihood of you know not surviving outside of the womb. So we're not we're not talking about. Um, a perfectly healthy pregnancy here where everything was going great. She was having complicated, there was all kinds of issues going on here. And so there's a lawsuit uh, to allow for, and in fact, it was uh, uh, 20 patients to uh, OBGYNs that the medical exception to the ban was too narrow. And the state's argument wasn't about whether or not the, the medical exception itself, what it meant. They simply were arguing that it was clear and that the plaintiffs didn't have standing uh, to sue. But uh, ultimately, the court did give the plaintiffs uh, relief and allowed for the procedure. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is a case that a lot of people are going to, you know, it's going to provide some clarity on what these abortion bans mean. And, you know, it's not clear. You know, the state's being completely disingenuous. And, you know, Missouri's the same. These other states with trigger laws, they're extremely re restrictive. They have, right. for all intents and, and purposes, abortion is illegal. Right. And the exception is, you know, like a legal sentence that, you know, doctors are not really interested in taking risks with yeah. because they well, can help. be subject to criminal prosecution. To hell with doctors not wanting to take the risk if you read the, what the judge said. <laughs> so the 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 language that Sean's talking about is in danger of death or a serious risk of substantial impairment of a major bodily function is what the law actually says. And when I read that as a practicing attorney, I went, I don't know what that means. Right. And the judge said, I don't know what that means. Yeah, it sounds like it's a. <laughs> question for a jury you know and it reminds me of like way back in my law school days like new york is where i went to law school and so they're no fault insurance state and so the way that mm -hmm. works is like if you have a fender bender and the damage is less than fifty thousand dollars and also there's no serious bodily injury then it doesn't matter whose fault it was the insurance right. just pays there's only a handful of insurance companies anyway so it's no fault. And so as a result of this system, a lot of stuff gets handled without litigation. But the, there is a ton of litigation to get the court to say this is a serious bodily injury. And so that's you know what Texas and these other states have set up. They're basically saying we're going to have a ban on abortions unless a legal body decides that this is the medical situation. And it's crazy. It's just not, you know, 
the Republicans are trying to say that the Democrats want abortion without restrictions because they think that that polls well for them because they think that's out right. of step. Right. But like when this is the reality, it's like, no, I think kind of the restrictions you guys are doing are pretty fucking stupid. So I don't want Republican state legislators in my doctor's office is what exactly or yeah. any legislators right. just get right. out. Just right. let me be in my doctor's office with my doctor. Thank you very much. I already have to look at the scale that I can't lie about. And, you know, I can't like shift my weight and take one. I have to look at that fucking scale already. Get out of there. You don't need any more information about what's going on in that doctor's office. It's absolutely insane. This is from KMBC 9 News. This is um, not a ton of details, though. I don't know if I would even want many details. I was going to say it's got all the details I think I need. Yeah, yeah. But another pastor, this one in Independence, Missouri, was... I think you misread that. Isn't that a, a librarian cross-dresser <laughs> um, drag queen? It's a drag queen a story time volunteer. Oh, wait. Oh, no, no it it's not. damn. Oh, my God. Right, yeah. Indicted for... Um, what is this? Um, inappropriately touching... First-degree child molestation, first-degree statutory sodomy. Oh, geez. Yeah, between 2011 and 2018... A seven year span. Yeah. Yeah. He did say he'd ask forgiveness from God. No word. Yeah. No word. Well, he had word. He said, uh, and that he is no longer the man who had previously done things to the victim. Oh. So he had transubstantiated. I well, guess. where, yeah. Where did that guy go? Cause we need to throw his ass in jail. <laughs> yeah. We need to throw that guy in jail. <laughs> God. Like, ah, Jesus. Ugh. Anyway, that happened. It's bad. It happened here in Missouri where uh, a lot of Republicans would tell you that it's drag queens and librarians and teachers. They're the threat. It's drag queens, librarians and teachers. Turns out 71 year old pastor right here in the old state of Missouri was, in fact, the problem was the threat. And, the predator. and uh, yeah, the actual predator. Next day in St. Louis and uh, a little bipartisan engagement from the likes of Senator Josh Hawley and House Representative Cory Bush, who are both righteously and rightfully pissed that funds that would compensate people in the St. Louis area exposed to radioactive waste left over from the Manhattan Project, the funds were removed from a federal defense bill. And yeah, people are, you know, were I think expecting to be able to receive treatment, receive compensation. Mm -hmm. And Holly's calling it a major betrayal of yeah. thousands and thousands of Missourians who've been lied to. So I don't know if he'll back that up. It's interesting because, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with uh, Rachel at length. We talked about Holly's fake populism and he's he's always had a little bit of the streak in there. But it like since Kuntz kind of, you know, when he came back and fired it up and raised three million dollars, it was like the week after Kuntz's report came out that he had a nice little war chest. And it was suddenly it was just like, hi, I'm Josh Holly and I'm a populist. Like it just happened like like overnight. And uh I, I don't know. This this is one of those things where I, I would hope that it's not fake because I can't imagine this issue being partisan. It, it seems insane to me that treating people who are victims of nuclear fallout would be partisan. Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to place blame um, necessarily because I don't know who's who's exactly to blame. <laughs> um, right. But, you know, Schmidt also grew up near there and, you know, St. Louis County is his stomping grounds also and so i would hope that you know these two senators it's like we saw what happened with tommy tuberville today too of like a useless senator right. um yeah just hopefully these guys step it up because i you know um you know republicans yeah. have long represented missouri in the u.s senate 
but they have yeah. at least been able to bring home the bacon. But these guys seem somewhat dysfunctional. I don't know. Well, that that's the tough part, right? Is you know when it was McCaskill and Blunt, like I don't think any of us, Republicans and Democrats alike, I don't think ever had a question that Missouri was going to get whatever piece of funding they could get on whatever the project was, right? Right. Then the, anybody who's driven across Missouri across I seventy, uh, you've been on the new bridge, the Roy Blunt project. That's his bridge, right? That's the thing that he brought to Missouri, uh, crossing over the Missouri River there at Roachport, and it's going to be a super important bridge for. 50 years right and it's only like 60 <laughs> miles away from another really nice new bridge the right. senator kit bond bridge over the missouri right. river in Herman. that's right also turned out great <laughs> which is impeccable and uh honestly unfortunately i have to say puts to shame the uh congressman ike skelton bridge across the missouri <laughs> river <laughs> just north of lexington <laughs> sean and i flex our missouri river bridge <laughs> politician <knowledge. Yeah. laughs> well what about this bridge <laughs> in cuba missouri we would do this without the microphones first. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. oh man but yeah no and the westlake landfill and what to do about it is right. becoming somewhat of an you know an embarrassment i think it's like how about at the very least done. give the people the treatment at the very least right. give people treatment like we we can debate what to do with nuclear waste and and the a continually burning horrible horrific thing okay we can debate what to do with those things i guess but while we're doing that while we're pretending to debate what to do can we at least treat the people who are being affected by it right right i guess we'll see next up I like this one. This is a good one. So out in Arizona, where kind of like Georgia and a couple of other states, they've recently, Democrats have had some big successes at the top of the ticket. It's mm -hmm. a firmly purple swing state where the legislature is controlled by Republicans. Pennsylvania is also like this. And Wisconsin is right. also like this. Um, so there is a body called the DLCC, the Democratic Legislative Campaign Committee, that is devoted to it's a national democratic group devoted to flipping state legislatures and important seats. And mm -hmm. so the DLCC on Wednesday announced it would spend $70,000 in Arizona to aid in candidate recruitment for key state house and Senate races, hiring staff, digital investments, and more. And that's the start of their push in swing states where the committee hopes to either sol solidify democratic majorities or pick up seats yeah. and win control other places are new hampshire pennsylvania wisconsin and north carolina which you know democrats continue to deal. just contest and contest um and they've won governor's races in north carolina right um but haven't had as much success as in some of these other swing states well north carolina's con continually been i mean since really since 08, right? It's been in question whether or not, it, you know, it wasn't, it's not necessarily a swing state, but it's, it's like swing adjacent, you know, it's like, it's like pretty right. purple, but it's like a dark, it's like a very red purple. Right. Right. And, you know, we've just seen the populations of these Southern cities just explode. Right. Um, places like Charlotte. Um, and... Yeah. With the cost of living in, in the larger spaces right. and people have kind of, you know, as especially with COVID when, when everybody kind of went, do we both need to be working this much all the time? Right. Right. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> what if we moved to Charlotte? What if instead right. of Alexandria, we were in Charlotte? Yeah. <laughs> we'll spend a lot, a lot less money. We have an um, airport. 
And yeah, you won't have to have a Republican governor, Glenn Youngkin, because North That's Carolina right. does have a Democratic governor. But yeah, there's a really good quote from Heather Williams. She's the interim president of the DLCC. She says, here's what we know about Republicans. They're legislating in a way across the country that is not where their constituents are. She cites access to abortion and health care for women as key. And it's 100 percent true. You know, I yeah. think um, it's tough for state parties where the Republicans are so dominant, it's tough for, you know, a Democratic Party to all of a sudden help 60 state house right. candidates who might need an extra couple grand. And yeah, so we, we know it here in Missouri. And that's why, uh, you know, it, this this reminds me very much of what Jess is doing. Her her actual day job uh, for Blue Missouri is to do exactly this, to raise funds to seed candidates, right, to give people money to run a campaign because of how difficult that is to do. And so they do it on a larger scale uh, with people like Jess, who can be the one, you know, that's, she's very good, right? She, she raised a quarter million dollars in her state house race, which is an insane amount of money to have raised in a state house race. And uh, so, yeah, this is great. I, and yeah, the, DL, the DLCC, Blue Missouri, Blue, I think Blue Ohio, I think there's a Blue Tennessee now. So these 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 programs are popping up. And that's, you know, if you're frustrated about your local state party here in Missouri, I posted about it yesterday on Thursday that I'm frustrated with the leadership from the state party, especially on the issue of abortion. I don't know where they're at. It doesn't appear to me that they're doing anything of value on that. And that's unfortunate because people are hungry for leadership. They are hungry for leadership on these issues on on what to do next. And, you know, they have to have that in place. But if you're frustrated with your party, if you if you if it looks like too big of a task because they can't raise money and they don't have the leadership to do to do the work, look to these groups because these groups aren't there to run the party. Those groups are there to fund the party. And that's what you got to have, folks, at the end of the day. I don't care who the chair of your state party is. If you don't got money, you don't you ain't going to win races. Done. It's absolutely true. And especially in these red states where, yep. you know, the dark money rules are so loose and Republicans who want, you know, just below the floor basement wages, no schools, no rights, yep. no, no voting rights, no abortion rights. Um, you know, we can't let them run roughshod. Yep. Um, so 100%. and speaking of which, another this guy tried to run roughshod and he ran straight into the United States Senate. Tommy <laughs> Tuberville, freshman of the year. Big doof on campus. The old ball coach. Coach clown. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this finally came to a resolution. It's been fun to watch because Has he's, it? It, well, I shouldn't the say resolution that. resolution was fun to watch, not the process. Yeah, because it was so obvious. It's like, so this football coach who is a freshman in the United States Senate and right. who must have heard somewhere that, you know, true in the freshman. Senate. He's not even a red shirt. True freshman. <laughs> right. It's true. college football judge. So. People who don't know much about the Senate might know this one fact that a single senator can hold up nominations forever. And so he heard that, apparently, <laughs> and without much thought, tried to apply it to, to a situation that was not well suited for this tactic at all. The guy's a fucking dummy. And, you know, I don't want to, like, gloat or anything um, but I do want to break down just like some very specific reasons that like he was doomed to fail from the beginning right. um, and and why he should have always failed, because like at the heart of his goal, he's from Alabama, which like Missouri has a trigger law. They've banned abortion. Right. And so 
the United States military under the Democratic President Joe Biden, who's the fucking commander in chief and right. is supreme to state legislators. The U.S. military decided that what we're going to do for service members who are trapped in a state that does not respect their rights, we're going to make sure they know they can get what they need from us, Uncle Sam, the fucking military, the federal yeah. government. And Senator Tuberville, again, freshman, freshman Senator Tuberville says, well, I don't think the federal government should be granting that sort of assistance and freedom to service members in the army. And so I'm going to hold all high level promotions across the five branches. I think there's five. I don't know if it's space mm -hmm. and air now. Um, but, and so space force. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a problem with the goal in that, like he wanted to control women in the military. He wanted them to be subject to state legislative control and not the control of the chain of command, the president and the United States fucking law. And so like, that's why it was never going to work because get out of here. Like mm -hmm. you cannot control women. <laughs> And definitely don't try to control women in the military with your hold. It also so there's like this government, this political philosophy and just kind of government and federalism problem. But then there's this other like pressure problem where like the people he was punishing, the people he was holding up had nothing to do with the freedom of pregnant service members to access abortion services. They weren't even right. related. Right, right. And well, so they were talking pissed about the woke policies and like, like all of that stuff is rolled into this whole thing. Right, right. So these four star generals who went to fucking West Point, Annapolis, they don't give a shit about Tommy Tuberville, Tuberville's politics. And he's holding up their promotions and it's affecting readiness. And so he's a senator on the Armed Services Committee. So like regular voters don't even hear about this, but who hears about it? Everyone in his world who was immediately pissed at him and like the pressures from the beginning was all just right. building on him. Right. Um. Right. So anyway, you know, Chuck Schumer put his finger on it. You yeah. know, he says, I hope nobody does this again. And I hope they learn the lesson Uh. and that it's, you know, he held out for many months. He hurt our national security. He caused discombobulation to so many military families who've been dedicated to our country. And he didn't get anything he wanted. Right. And uh, I think that's the main lesson. He was it was a huge failure because it was a dumb idea. And he only quit now because he gave he couldn't he couldn't do it any longer. So right. fuck that guy. And in the process, he turned a system of military promotion based on service, time, rank, quality reviews, all of that, and turned it into a political game. He turned management of the military of the United States into a political game. And that is insane. It is it is completely beyond the pale. Uh, it absolutely is bad for national security. It's bad for the military. It's bad for the chain of command. It's bad for all of those things. It creates uncertainty for the people, by the way. And this guy, this chode, this football coach from Alabama stopped it. Yeah, yeah. It was a fumble or a safety. Yeah. <laughs> I just gave this earnest explanation. <laughs> back on with it was a fumble. <laughs> fumble is a funny word. It's a hilarious word. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. Oh, and just one other reason that it was obviously not going to work is like he wanted to introduce chaos yeah. around abortion That's for right. 80,000 active duty female service members in states That's where right. legislatures have bans on abortion. Yep. So he's like, hey, 
commander in chief, I'll give you an ultimatum. You either cause chaos for 80,000 service members, or I'm going to put myself, I'm going to back myself into a corner and paint this line right in front of my feet. And you have to watch. Uh, I do have one more quote from that before we move on or, or quit whatever we do next. And the quote, uh, is just peak peak Southern gentleman, Mitch McConnell. His, oh, okay. his quote in the story is pleased, obviously, that the situation seems to have been ameliorated by recent announcements from the senator from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you don't want to be called the senator from where the you're senator from. senator from Alabama, no. Especially if you're a Republican. <laughs> yeah. You want no. Mitch calling you Tommy. Well, if it's going and... <laughs> good, your name's at the Mitch puts your name at the front and he'll he'd say, I think Senator Senator, Senator Tuberville right. has been an honest and noble <laughs> man and that the people of Alabama are well well represented by his right. work here in the United States Senate, where Senator Tuber like, yeah, right. that's that's how Mitch McConnell says you're good. This was oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And then this is this can be really fast you know republicans in ohio it's like a college freshman trying to pick a major like they don't know whether they want to react to the voters legalizing abortion or react to the voters legalizing marijuana but this one senator specifically i guess thinks it's a good idea to outlaw having marijuana plants at home in the state that just legalized it right it's going to be at the store they legalized six plants at home if this guy would do any kind of research like the more conservative and reined in proposals in places like Europe rely more heavily on home grow because obviously it's less. (laughs) um, But they're the Republicans, a group of Republicans are tacking all kinds of little reactionary policy things to kind of trip up what the voters wanted. And now a bipartisan coalition is assembling of Republicans and Democrats in the state house and Senate to say, you guys are fucking idiots just leave it alone like we wrote up legal language for the initiative like we don't need to do any laws on it right now exactly (laughs) exactly i i I can't even yeah that that's it you said it (laughs) if i say any more i'll just fumble it (laughs) (laughs) oh man so this is the last one and it's just kind of fun so i have a five-year-old and a two-year-old and a lot of parents might know about the amazing dolly parton and her imaginary The Imagination Imagination Library. Library. Yeah. Yeah. It sends free books to kids. All you have to do is sign up and say you're not five yet, and they'll start sending you free books. And of course, to make this real, it takes a lot of help and support. They've sent 3 million books out to kids in the US, Canada, UK, Australia, and Ireland. And so I think um, JB Pritzker has announced uh, Illinois is getting involved as well. Yeah. It's very, very cool. It's just such a neat program. Um, Dahlia Parton is, you know, she's an American treasure. She, did you see her sing the halftime at the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving? I'm getting chills just thinking about it again. It was and crazy. Yeah, yeah. She is a national treasure. I don't know if she has the yeah. Medal of Freedom yet, but someone she should. should. Yeah, she absolutely should. Thanks, Dolly. Yes. Keep up the good work. We yeah. love you. We'll have her on anytime. <laughs> Actually, we should. It's worth a meeting. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Request. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that would be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Stories in today's show originally appeared in the Missouri Independent, Capital News, Illinois, Alabama Reflector, Michigan Advance, Arizona Mirror, KMBC 9, Kansas City, Ohio Capital Journal, and NPR News. Thanks so much, Adam. Thanks, Sean.